Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I am your host, Justin Belanger. Thank you very much for tuning in with me on this beautiful Wednesday, August 14th. Summer's wrapping up. Like I said yesterday on the podcast with Brad McCharles, you got to get out there. You got to do something. Try to catch a fish. Go throw a frisbee. Go fly a kite. Go shoot some pucks in the driveway. Do anything. Try to take advantage of these last couple of weeks of summer. I know I will be. Uh, If you haven't listened to the podcast we did yesterday with Brad McCharles, I highly recommend listening to that one as soon as you're done this one here with Ethan Phillips. It was, I'll put it this way. What I took out of it was a couple things. One, he's a goalie guru. He knows everything about the position and what it takes to make it to the next level. He knows the mental side of the game or excuse me, not the game, he knows the mental side of the position. Uh, But one thing that caught my ear was that he said he was on the ice with Crosby and those boys the other day, and he said that their work ethic was through the roof. Now, I know this is a given. We all know Sid, McKinnon, Marchand, all those guys, they all work hard in order to be where they are. But the thing that fascinated me is that Crosby is a accomplished individual. Three Stanley Cups. I'm not going to go through his whole resume right now. You already know what it is. Millionaire. House. Captain. NHL. Superstar. Has everything that you want in life. He has it. He has life by the balls. But yet, he's still working his ass off. He's still getting up and training. He's still going to these skating ses- sessions and giving everything he has. He's still setting a good example for the young generation around here, and not only around here in Nova Scotia, across the world. The hockey community is massive, and the one person that they look up to is Sid. I'm sure there's a couple other people that they look up to, uh, McDavid and Ovechkin or whatever, but if you talk about one guy that's put a great example on how to pursue a hockey career and how to maintain a great public image... It's Sidney Crosby. And when Brad came on yesterday and said that their work ethic has not changed, they still give 120%, it motivated me to work harder myself. It motivated me to not rest on my loyals. I'm not saying that the high button is anything special right now. I sure hope it is one day. But as soon as I heard that, I went back to the drawing board. I thought, you know what, Justin, you know what, you can get up a little bit earlier. You can be a little bit better with your time management. You can reach out and do this a little bit further, a little bit faster. You can work harder. I think that's a lesson for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're working a nine to five job that you hate. It doesn't matter if you're in school. It doesn't matter if you're playing in a sport and you're on the third line, you want to make it up to the first line. You can apply this work ethic to anything in life. And I know that I take take great, uh, I take great pride 
and knowing that a guy like that is from here and he's working his bag off to get better, even though he doesn't really have to because he's already one of the greats. But anyone out there listening, uh, definitely go back to uh, the podcast we did yesterday. Listen to that episode. I think it was 218. I don't know what number we're on, but Brad McCharles, listen to that podcast. It was really motivating. Uh, I, I, that's what I took from it anyways. So today on the podcast, we have, I'm very excited about this guest. This guy was drafted to the Detroit Red Wings this year, 2019, to the Detroit Red Wings. Fourth round, 97th overall, Ethan Phillips. He is a commit to Boston University. Myself, Dudes Billy, we took our trip uh, up there to Boston this year and we got a tour of the Boston University facility uh, with Bowers. First class organization. They produce NHL players. Boston is very lucky to have Ethan Phillips go there next year and hopefully he'll be in Detroit within the next couple of years. Nonetheless, if you get drafted by the Detroit Red Wings, I don't care what round it is, that is a blessing. Detroit knows how to pick them. Detroit knows how to develop them, and Detroit knows how to win. Maybe not this past couple of years. They're not, they're not in the winning category, but look at their track record. Their history shows they know how to produce Stanley Cup winners. They know how to produce Stanley Cup teams, and if you get picked by that organization, the Detroit Red Wings, I think that's, uh, that deserves a round of applause. So anyways, without further ado, Ethan Phillips will be here on the High Button Podcast today. I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of Ethan. He played Major Bantam over in Dartmouth, uh, and then he actually went on to play Selects Hockey Academy under 15, 16, then under 18. To be quite honest with you, I'm not too sure what that is, so I'm going to definitely ask him about that, uh, what the Selects Hockey Academy is. I'm assuming it's over in the States because when I look at his elite prospect page, there's an American flag next to every single uh, under 15, 16, 17 stat there. Uh, and then after all that, he went on to the USHL playing for the Falls Stampede. And uh, the year after that, like I said, is this year, got drafted by the D Detroit Red Wings. Slow down, Justin, you're talking too fast. Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and next year, he's going to play at Boston University. So, hell of a resume. Hell of a hockey player, 18 years old. Guy's got his whole future in front of him. It's going to be a great conversation. Hi, Button, Justin, Ethan Phillips. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, Ethan, we are going. Thanks for coming to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. How's life? It's pretty good. Just uh, home enjoying the summer now. Pretty good. I thought you were going to say fantastic, man. <laughs> Detroit Red Wings, like, don't get me wrong, being drafted to the NHL, it's a great feeling, but to know that you're going to that organization, or that organization picked you, I think that's a whole compliment in itself, just knowing that they know how to pick them, produce them, and make Stanley Cup champions. Did you ever think about that, or in the moment where you just, like, kind of freaking out, like you blacked out? Uh, yeah, in the moment, you know, it was just a relief to hear your name called, because you're sitting there just waiting, but... Um, you know, it kind of sunk in more as, as the week went on. You know, you get up to Detroit and you're, you're talking like Steve Eiserman. It's, it's crazy. He's one of the greatest Canadian players of all time. And um, he called your name. So it's, it's pretty special. What was the conversation like with him? Just pull the mic a bit closer if you could. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I'm sure it's the same with almost everyone. But uh, he just said, you know, he's happy to have you here. And, um, you know, you're you're part of the future of this organization so uh they're gonna do everything they can to help you yeah. get ready for um playing pro playing with them and um it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome yeah 
I was going to say, we well, we were up in Vancouver as well this year for the draft, and we got to see the, the sights and the sounds and, and everyone there. Um, when you went over to Detroit for the development camp, was it right after the draft, or did you wait a bit and go? No, it was right away. So I got Flew right to, there. Um, drafted on Saturday. Sunday morning, I was flying out to Detroit. No. And then uh, spent the week up there until Saturday. Got home Saturday night. And then... Uh, I was home for, I think, like two days, and then I was off to BU for the summer. That must have been a whirlwind. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy summer. I mean, we had a long season, and then off to the combine, and then I was home for, like, I think 10 days, and then, I was, and then off to the draft and everything all, all the way up until now. So what do you like to do when you're home and off? Well, obviously, you like to train, get on the ice, but yeah. these moments where I guess you have some downtime just to not really worry about hockey or think mm-hmm. about it, what, what do you like to do? Um... I mean, I got I got a pool at my house, so I like Sick. to try and swim in that when I can. <laughs> and um, you know, I I don't see a lot of my buddies throughout the year because they're all playing in different spots now. So yeah. just kind of hanging out with them as much as possible. You're over in Dartmouth. Yeah. In ground pool. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet setup. Do you golf at all? No, I'm not a big golf guy. I no. Think, um, you have to learn how to. Yeah, I feel like I probably should, but uh, I. I just kind of get frustrated with it sometimes because, uh, you know, used to hockey, you can kind of yeah, do what you want out there. You know, you practice for so long, but I haven't really practiced golf enough and balls going every direction except for where I want it to go. I'm garbage at it too, but it's one thing that you just have to practice at because apparently when you get older, that's just like the best leisure sport. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you play in the show one day, you definitely have to, they say when you go over to California and play, you got to bring your clubs because you got to play out there. Really? I don't know. You probably know better yeah. than me. I don't know. You're the one drafted. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely have to start practicing then, I guess. Get her going. So I want to ask, uh, I was looking at your hockey uh, prospects elite there, and it said that you played over in the States there in uh, hockey development under 15, 16, and 18. I just didn't know what that was. Like, I, I want to know about that league or that program mm-hmm. and what entails over there. Yeah. So, I mean, in the U.S., it's set up a little bit differently than just like peewee band a midget. Yeah. It's like... They go U14, U15, U16, U18. So you're kind of always against your own age group. Okay. So I think, you know, the kids that are good enough, they're going to play up and play against older kids. But um, especially for me at the time when I went down to the U.S., uh, playing U15 against my own age group was was big for me because I was still very undersized. Yeah. And um, just being able to, you know, touch the puck and have the confidence out there to kind of develop and then... The whole program that we had at uh, South Kent was amazing. Just, um, you know, the the rink was available for us all the time. Uh, you know, like I would have class at 8 until 9, and then I would have an off block. So I'd go down the rink and skate for an hour, and then I'd go to class right after. So it was just everything. And then the gym, like whatever you need is ready for you. So uh, At 15 whole, years old. The wow. whole development program was kind of set up the whole way through, and they have coaches working you through drills, and then you're still skating every day with your team practices and working out. So you really, you really can't ask for much more if you want to get better. So how does that decision come to a 15-year-old to, to go over there and play? Most guys just go, okay, I'm going to go play for the Macs or the Subways mm-hmm. or whatever. How, how did this whole – how did that come about? Um, I knew I wanted to pl- uh, play college hockey. From a, from that young of an age, yeah. Eh? From that wow. young of an age, I knew I wanted to play, so I figured you know go down the U.S. So you're closer to the schools and um, kind of in that environment, I guess. So just being there, and you know, there's so many connections, there's so many schools around, being able to to see you play, and 
for spots for you to go visit and even just travel and see the world. Yeah. And, you know, you make connections with guys from all over the continent. It's, you must have friends everywhere. Right yeah. Now. Like I got a bunch of buddies in New York all the way over to California now. No, it's, that's it's insane. Sick. I always wonder, I always ask this question, guys that go down in college or go down to the States because from you grew up from around here, correct? Yeah. yeah. And obviously the Mooseheads are a big influence. The Q is a big mm -hmm. influence. So at the age of, I mean, at 15, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I was even thinking. Definitely not going down to the States to play college. Not that I really had the option, but what made you steer away from that? Because, you know, when you, when you look at the queue and you look at the moose heads, you see 10,000 people in the Metro mm -hmm. center for a 15 year old to have the maturity just to say, yeah, not for me right now. Like, how, how do you, how? Um, I think I just kind of, you know, I, it's, I've always had friends that are older than me and my family's kind of always billeted for the moose heads actually. Really? So we've kind of, we've seen it since I was a young age of how it goes. And you know, there's those guys, obviously McKinnon and Drew and they come in and they light it up, but there's those kids that had 50 goals in midget and then came into the moose and sat on the fourth line. And, you know, it's, I'm not saying that that's the case for everyone, but, um, you know, you can always go down to the U S and play there and then go back to the queue if you decide that's what you want to do. But if you go to the queue, you have no, you lose all your opportunity to go play NCAA. So I think I just want to keep that open the whole time. And I think, um, as time went on, it just kind of, it was a more attractive option for me. Yeah. Especially, especially. when you go down there and mm -hmm. look and you get to see all the schools and you get to go to some of the games and see the environment. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, not every, not every team is set up like the Mooseheads, and, um, you know, you're, you're lucky enough to play in a city like Halifax and that's awesome. But, uh, to be able to kind of pick and choose where you want to go in the U S yeah. is something that I really liked. You said that your family billeted players. What, mm -hmm. what players? Uh, our first ever billet was uh, Brian Lovell, and then we had. Uh, oh, yeah, I played with him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Philippe Gadori. I don't know. A French guy, and then um, the last years we had uh, Nico Heischer. No. Yeah, that was, and then the year after that, Philip Zadina. No. So we had two pretty pretty high profile guys in a row, and then last year we had uh, Marcel Barinka. He's coming back this year. Get out of yeah. here. So we, we've had some pretty sweet players come through. Fuck. Actually, I, did, I guess yeah. I, I did my research on you, but there's no way yeah. I would have been able to find that out. Yeah. What was he sure like? I guess you could call him a brother if mm -hmm. he lived with you. Or you weren't living at home. I, I wasn't at home, but uh, I still got to know them pretty well. Good guys? Um, yeah, just talking with them. And they're, they're super helpful. And even this year, kind of talking with them a little bit. I mean, I was in a different position. They were lottery picks, and yeah. you know, I was later on in the draft. But just kind of hearing their experience and saying just enjoy the season. And, you know, it's, it's a long process, but... It can be hectic, but um, you really just got to enjoy it. And yeah, they're well, super helpful. Talk about Zadina, though, like going to Detroit. He must have gave you a call. Yeah, we actually um, right after I got picked, I guess he called um, one of the coordinators there and uh, <clears throat> he got it set up. So that we were going to room together up in Detroit for development camp. Yeah. So we were uh, roommates that whole week. Just oh, he was up. at development camp too? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so we were roommates that whole week. It was pretty sweet. Dude, that must have made you so comfortable going yeah. up there and knowing yeah. that like he's pretty much on the team and he's like, you're pretty much billet brother. Yeah. It's, That's unreal. It's, it definitely helped a lot. I mean, you, sometimes you show up there with guys that just got drafted too and they don't really know what to do or whatever. So yeah. um, he kind of, he knew he knew what he was doing. It was his second year. He's, he's played a year of pros, so. Even just kind of like watching him, the way he takes care of himself. I feel like I learned a lot, not even from asking questions. 
Did you sit next to him in the room? Uh, we were a couple stalls over, yeah. Yeah. So everyone says, like, Detroit, first-class organization, plus they got the new rink. Mm-hmm. What were some things that maybe you picked up on that just showed that that winning culture, I guess, is the question? Yeah, I mean, um, you walk in the rink and... They got, like, this huge lounge for the players, and there's a chef in there cooking your breakfast, lunch, dinner. There's snacks. There's fridges filled with snacks and drinks, whatever you need. They got... No. And then the next room over, they got their huge gym with all brand new, uh, like, all brand new equipment, and it's it's insane. And then you look at you, go over to one side of the rink, and they got their practice facility, and then the other side, you got... The Little Caesars Arena. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. So the practice facility is in the same rink as the real rink, like where the yeah, fans go. Yeah, it's like split over onto the other side. So there's two rinks in the rink in yeah. the building. Yeah, dude. Talk about a a great thing to have. Yeah, you can just so that ice, the separate ice, just must be for you guys only, the Detroit organization only. No one's probably is anyone else allowed to skate on that? I think they have the Little Caesars uh, teams play there as well. Oh, yeah, because that's another great organization yeah. as well. Yeah, like I that, forgot that about youth them. program there. And uh, I think they have the boys and girls youth teams play out of there. they got their own locker rooms and everything. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll probably practice and play some games out of there. But especially when, um, you know, if the Pistons are playing over in uh, the big rink, they still got that ice over in the practice arena to skate. So um, it's kind of, it's just always there for you. How nice is it? What's it called? Little Caesars? Yeah, Little yeah. Caesars Arena. Is it sick? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, you, you see, you watch the games on TV, but then you finally get in there and they get a couple of fans and it's crazy. You look up and it's, the seats are this small. Just, you, can't, you can barely see them. <laughs> wow. What a surreal moment for you. Yeah. Just walking in there and just getting a taste of professional hockey for the first time, especially with that organization and with Zadina by your side. Mm-hmm. When we were up at the NHL draft, I realized how small um, the hockey community was. You know, I, I would see guys that I knew almost just talking with Dan Bilesma, you know, guys talking to, to Max Talbot, guys that were in the Mooseheads organization that were having a conversation with P.K. Subban. Like, it was just... Very small community. And then once you actually start to become a part of that community in the NHL, and then just all of a sudden Zadina's right there with you. Mm-hmm. He lived with your parents. It's like a full circle situation. It just make must make you feel like not at home, but just knowing that if you need help with anything, a guy's right there, you can give him a call. Yeah. Speaking of giving a call, did you talk to Bowers at all before going to BU? No, I, I actually I don't know Shane that well. No, um, I mean great guy. Seen, yeah, if I, that's I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. him. I know the guys down at BU love him. Yeah. But um, you know, if I see him around the rink, like say, hey, what's up? But uh, don't don't like know him that well. No, oh, man, I'll get it. I'll uh, I'll grab your number and get him to mm-hmm. give you a call if yeah, you need yeah. a couple questions or a rundown over there. Yeah. What was sure. the what was the main decision that made you want to go to BU? I'm sure you had other options to go to other school. What, uh, what made BU the one? Um, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a part of the bean pot. Um, not for anyone, I guess, who doesn't really know what the bean pot bean is. Bean pot's it's, a big thing. People yeah, know it's, here. It's, it's huge. It's, um, you know, they Harvard, BU, BC, and Northeastern every year just battle it out in TD Garden. Yeah. And uh, it's basically whoever's uh, the best in Boston wins it. And, uh, you know, just kind of watching, like, some, some videos on it, watching those games before. It's it's crazy. Just it's, it's on another level. And um, I knew I wanted to be part of that. So it kind of came down between 
BU and Northeastern and it was it was a really tough decision but yeah. um I just I really I had a really good connection with uh, Albie O'Connell our head coach yeah down at BU I really liked him and just the facilities and everything that they had there the whole program and you know um you know seeing that Shane went up there as well a, a guy from the Maritimes and he had success um kind of felt like something I could do as well Dude, that's a great thing. I noticed that you didn't mention the city, man. The city is unreal. Yeah. And the, the campus and the rink is right next to Fenway. Have you been to a Boston uh, Red Sox game yet? Yeah, actually, we went to uh, three this summer. Who they play? Um, the Angels, the Yankees, and uh, I can't remember the last one. I think it, the Dodgers. Dude, three amazing teams. Yeah. Do you yeah. see Trout play? Yeah. How good is he? Did he hit a homer? I don't think so. Man, no. that guy's mad. Fuck. But, I'll watch uh, his highlights all the time. We um, we actually we got up on the Green Monster. Sick. We, um, one of uh, the season ticket holders for, our, for BU, he's a big fan of us, and uh, he works up on the Green Monster, and I guess the guys have a pretty good connection with him. So Sick. Um, he's able to kind of help us out, and uh, like if there's seats open yeah. and no one's taking them up, we can, we can head up there and... Uh, sit so it's one of the best spots to sit to watch a game unreal so when do you head up there for school uh, i'm gonna get up there on the 29th when does the season start i think um season opener is october 16th in union i think what? we're playing a weekend series there so how does that work you you play two games there back to back yeah and then we'll do you go to like your friday, place and saturday. play we'll play friday saturday and then Next weekend, we'll have games. I don't know if they're at home for us or not. I'm not sure what the whole schedule is yet. Do you know what number you're picking? 28. Are you wearing a fishbowl or a cage? Cage. Yeah. What made you make that decision? Uh, I tried a fishbowl actually a couple couple of years ago. I hated it. So. What do you like about it? I don't know. I just felt like so hot and like <laughs> enclosed on my face. So, And like if someone like stops, like there's snow all over the place and... I just wasn't a big fan of it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. At BU, though, they'll probably have a guy to clean it off for you. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I'm just more comfortable with the cage. I think that's kind of more my style anyways. Yeah. Do you have a lot of fans hitting you up on social media, welcoming you? Uh, Bauer said that the fan base is big there. Yeah, not a whole lot from Boston so far, but um, right after I was drafted in uh, Detroit, you know, I started getting a bunch, and um, it was pretty cool just to see the fans, especially on, like, Twitter and Instagram just commenting and messaging yeah. you. It's it's nice to kind of feel the love that um, they're excited to have you in their city. So what's one thing that you're trying to work on right now in order to develop as a, a better hockey player? The mm -hmm. the summer of a hockey player is short. It's only like two months, especially for you mm -hmm. in uh, this summer. What's one thing I guess you tried to get better at? I think the biggest thing for me was kind of um, just like preparation, strength, and my shooting. Um, you know, I felt that in the past, you know, I've worked hard in the gym, but I haven't always been pushing myself as hard as possible. And now I'm so close to where I want to be that um, I don't want to ever look back and feel like uh, I made excuses or didn't do my best. Yeah. So um, I think just trying to really dial in for the workouts, you know, it's just as important as a game or a practice. You got to be prepared. You got to get there early and warm up and stretch and roll out and everything. Yeah. So... And then just kind of making the most of your time in the gym and um, just getting better in there. How do you stay disciplined at the age of 18 with all the 
I guess, peer, not peer pressure, but you know, there's other choices. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to go to the gym, you can go have a couple of drinks while you're underage, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to go out and hang and, and be social. How do you stay disciplined at, at 18? Um, I think it's just, for me, it's always kind of been a goal to keep getting to the next level. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, there's, you got to pick and choose your moments for when you're going to go to the gym and when you're going to have a lo- uh, some free time to hang out with your buddies or do, do yeah. whatever. So you gotta, you gotta set those, you gotta set those times apart for when you're going to go in and, and really dedicate your time wisely. And, um, I think that was just kind of the biggest thing for me. Well, if you're going to dedicate your life to hockey at the age of 15 by leaving home and you're so close to your dream, who knows when you'll play for Detroit, but that the fact that you're willing to sacrifice something at 15, you must have such a strong mind right now, knowing that you're so close to your dream. There's no way you're just going to slack off and say, no, nah, I'm not doing this today. Yeah. And I, I got a great group of friends too. I mean, um, three of my best friends, they're all playing in the queue and they're, they're pushing towards their, their goals too. Who's who, who's that? Uh, Luke Henman. He was on here. Oh yeah. Your buddies with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, uh, Ozzy King, Evan McKinnon, like those are three of my best friends. They're nice. They're all kind of on the same path as me, you know, trying to push along, get to the next level and playing high level hockey. So um, I think we all kind of, we help each other out where, um, you know, everyone's doing, they're going to the gym every day. They're skating. We're trying to skate on the same times. Um, We're spending all of our time together when I'm home and we're eating the same healthy meals. So what are you eating? Um, usually we're eating at my place. My mom, my mom loves having the guys over for What us. does she cook? Um, a little bit of everything. Sometimes she'll do like some salmon or some steak, chicken, potatoes. She, she's a great cook and she, she feeds us well. They're probably just at your house though, because of the pool. Let's be honest though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it definitely gets some use in the summer when we're home. Oh but, yeah. Uh, it's, we, we got a pretty good setup over there. My parents love having the guys over and, um, you know, I, those are some of my best friends. It's, it's just awesome being home and being able to spend time with them. Henman said he's a big golfer, though. Yeah, he's a huge golfer. Man, you got to go out with him. No, I can't golf with him because, like, he's shooting, like, 80, and I'm shooting, like, 120. So I don't even know what that means. Hold but... him back. <laughs> Do you ever play any other sports? Um, when I was younger, I played a little bit of soccer and lacrosse. Lacrosse? Not, not much. I think I played, like, two or three years, but... Uh, that was pretty fun, and then I kind of started focusing more on hockey. And then uh, in the summer, try and do a little bit of surfing. Um, no, so I fucking suck at surfing. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I, I learned when I was a little bit younger. Ozzy's dad, Ozzy King, his dad, uh, Marty King, kind of got us into it when we were eleven, I think ten or eleven years old, and we just kind of got better and better and started having a lot of fun with it, going out by ourselves by his place. And yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of nice just to kind of get out in the water and it's, it's a tough workout too. So it's a tough core workout. Mm -hmm. I remember I went out once, I don't know where it was. I went Peggy's Cove somewhere. It was some nice surf and I got caught in a, like a riptide. You know how it's hard to explain, but like when the waves come in, there's like one little section where the water goes out Yeah, and that's where I was almost stuck and I was trying to paddle back in. It was the first time I was by myself and I remember I was out there for probably a good 30 minutes just trying to get back in one of the scariest moments of my life. And by the end of it, I could not feel my upper body. Like I remember driving home and I had trouble gripping the steering wheel. And ever since then, I just, I haven't, I almost have a fear of it. I I can't go surfing. 
yeah, maybe no, another that's, one. That's day. definitely that's definitely a tough experience to start with. <laughs> that was terrible. The fact that I went if I went with a friend, it might have been less less scary. Yeah. But I just wanted to go by myself. I went at like six AM. I drove out. I don't know what I was thinking. I was being an idiot. But yeah. anyways, maybe one day we'll see. Yeah. Um, where does Ozzy King play? He's playing in Moncton. That's a sick name. Yeah. He's yeah, like a rock. If he wasn't going to be a hockey player, he's going to be a rock star. Yeah, I know. He probably should have. <laughs> Is he, so when did he leave for camp? Today? Uh, yeah, he left this morning. So. so was there any like thoughts like in your head? It's like, you know, all my boys right now, they're going to Q camp. I could have been doing that, but mm -hmm. you're still happy with the path you, you took? Yeah, I am. Especially after being down there for the summer and, you know, and seeing the whole city and meeting some of the guys. Like we, we have a huge freshman class this year. We have... Uh, 11 freshmen this year dude you guys are gonna be young yeah we're gonna be young but we got some good players like um i think we have out of our 11 freshmen six of them are true freshmen and they're all drafted like trevor zegris ninth overall uh alex vlasic second round robert master simone second round um dom Fensor, third round myself fourth round and case mccarthy fourth round like we got a lot, and then we got older upperclassmen as well that are that are all drafted as well. So, um, on paper, we're looking pretty good right now, and um, you know, it's it just we're just excited to get the season going. That's what Bauer said, man. He said, "There's," he said, not word for word, but he's like, "No offense to the other schools, there's a lot of great facilities in an NCAA hockey, but what BU does best is they produce NHL players." Mm -hmm. He's like, "It's not a one and done school. Like they want you to stay for a bit, but." they won't let you go until you're ready to be in the NHL. And he's yeah. like, that was my number one reason why I went there. Mm -hmm. And when he gave us the tour around there and we saw the gym, we saw the room, we saw like the cold tubs and we saw the facility, everything that just kind of came to fruition. You're like, Oh, this is what he's talking about. Okay. The room is like an NHL room. Uh, they get two pairs of skates. They get all this, these sticks, they get, everything is prepared for them. It's almost ran like an NHL organization. Yeah. Did you get that same feeling? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different in the summer. There, there, there's rules and stuff. You're not allowed to do a whole lot or get a bunch of stuff from them. Oh yeah. Cause the NCAA rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, yeah. um, like even just like being in there, we, we, our trainer, um, he was in there every morning with us at 7am running us through workouts and sick gym. Eh? Yeah. Sick gym. And he's just running us through these workouts and he's, and then an hour later he's training Charlie McAvoy, Tori Krug and all these pro guys. So he, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's getting these NHL guys prepared for their season. Well, it reminds you, whenever you're walking through the hallways of that place, it reminds you of who's gone through there. Like, mm -hmm. the, they have posters of NHL guys that have come through that have moved on to the NHL, and it's just a great place to remind you to work hard because here's the final result. You could have a career in the NHL. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That, that's what I got, at least. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome reminder just to see who's come through, and, you know, you look up to those guys, but... Uh, you know, you, you kind of realize you're in the same position they were. Yeah. Where, um, you know, you're in college, you're just trying to get better, and you're getting closer and closer to the, your goal of the NHL. So what's one thing that you're looking forward to outside of hockey when you go up to BU? Have you picked your classes yet? You got your, what's it called, your card to get food and stuff at the cafeteria? Yeah, I got my card and stuff, and I actually took a couple classes in the summer. But uh, I haven't picked my courses for the fall yet. I got to do that this week. There's a lot of stuff you got to take care of outside of hockey, but I guess yeah. the hockey team probably helps you and like yeah. takes care of it yeah, for you. Like we uh, we have a lot of people that help us out, like the athletic um, 
like the athletic, athletic director or academic director yeah the athletic athletic academic, academic director yeah, yeah that's it he helps us out a lot with picking our courses and setting us up with tutors and whatever we need yeah so when you go over there are you going to start classes right away or is it hockey right away or is it both um it's both so you just jump right into both right away. Yeah. See, that's what's great about the fact that you went up early. You're not going to go in there and be hesitant and be nervous because you're already taking a couple classes. Have you been on the ice up there yet? Yeah. So you've already done that. So that is kind of smart that you've gone up there. It does kind of suck that it's in the middle of the summer, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, yeah, when you go back, you're just going to jump right into, yeah. into what you already know. Yeah, exactly. You kind of, you get a feel for the campus. You get to know a lot of the guys and um, you kind of know what to do and what not to do. Yeah. It's it's really helpful actually to get up there in the summer before. So how uh, how nice is it skating with guys from around here? I was talking to uh, Brad McCharles, the goalie coach from mm-hmm. around here yesterday, and he said that the the development from around here, not only goalies but players as well, is great. And he was on the ice with Crosby and Nate and all those boys the other day. But I noticed that there's a lot of other great groups, uh, skating groups around here that are helping players like you develop into mm-hmm. pros. Can you like? I guess attest to that is it great skill level great competition around here in the summer yeah definitely I mean you look at all the guys that are that are playing in the queue or even off in college now or committed to go play college or drafted whatever um out on the ice together uh all the time it's awesome like uh Jill and Daryl Pandowski who I've been skating with for I want to say like six or seven years now wow they they run a great group with uh you know they bring kids in from like all across the Maritimes. Kids are flying in and staying no way. For, for weeks to skate with them. And um, wow. I just feel like Jill's power skating knowledge has really helped myself. And I, I bet hundreds of other kids can would say the same thing about her, just helping you kind of maintain your stride or get better and work on things that, that need to be worked on. She, she, she knows what she's doing. She can kind of help modify things for each and every person. It's not just a generic... Yeah, it's like everyone do this. Yeah, Good luck. Yeah, like she she notices something's going on. She'll talk to you about it and try and help you through it. So give an example of what she helped you with. Maybe like you weren't the best, uh, I mm-hmm. don't know, uh, best actually, with your edges. Working on my um, my starts, I remember last summer, there was I was pushing off of like my left leg way too much and not enough my right on my start. Like and stops kinda, and starts? Uh, like out of a straight start, like with your feet together. And okay. Just, like, straight away. And, um, she kind of helped me work on that and focus more on it. And then you kind of, when you're out there, you think about it when you're in drills or just working on that stuff with her and it becomes almost second nature. And then you're, it's just muscle memory after that. What's one thing that you think you're going to bring to BU next year? Like, what do you think your skill set is that's going to help BU win hockey games next year? I think my biggest thing is my skating. Um, you know, I, so shout out to Jill. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um, I think a big thing for BU is playing with speed and skill, and I think that's something that I can bring. Um, you know, I consider myself a very fast-paced player, uh, and I, I think that's something that I can really bring is try and create space and use my speed to get pucks to the net. And um, it's kind of something that's always worked for me, so I'm going to keep going with that as long as I can. And you know, build yeah. build other parts of my game along the way. Well, it sounds like that's today's NHL game: speed, finding space, mm-hmm. making plays. So it sounds like it's a good fit. What's one thing that you really want to work on in order to be there? Uh, I think strength. Yeah, strength. Is I think the I already asked thing. you that. Yeah, did yeah, I? You asked a little earlier, but I mean, I kind of 
talked about a couple other things, but um, I think just my strength, you know, I, I'm still not a huge, I'm, I'm a pretty small guy. So uh, going in there, you know, there's guys, there's a guy on my team that's 25. There's going to be other guys in the league that are 23, 24, 25. So, and they've been playing in college for three, four years. So um, I think just being being able to hold my will. I know I'm not going to toss guys around out there, but yeah. you know, you go in the corner, you got to be able to win battles. You can't be a liability out there losing battles all the time. So um, I think that's just the biggest thing for sure is being able to hold my own, my hold my ground and win battles. Just put on the freshman 15, just be in the cafeteria yeah. <laughs> every day, just packing in pizza. That's what I need. That's all you need. And then you'll be good to go. That's what Henman yeah. said too. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to eat a bunch and I'll be fine. Yeah. What's the, but I guess you've been playing against bigger guys your whole career. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it must be nothing new to you. Like it's yeah. just another league. Yeah. I've, you know? I've always been a smaller guy. So I've kind of learned to play, play around that and figure out what works and what doesn't. But, yeah. um, you know, you can't always rely on that. So I think as I'm getting older, the strength definitely will need to come. So what's one way that you're able to work around it? You find like you're able to find a, a quick way out of the corner to find a play in front of the net. Yeah. Like, do you think your vision helps you a lot in, in scenarios like this? Yeah, I think definitely just trying to use my hockey IQ, you know, seeing where where the guy is on your shoulder behind you and good peripherals, knowing, knowing when you're where your guys are. And maybe maybe you're not beating the guy out of the corner, but you're chipping into a spot for your teammate. And then and then you can dodge the check and get back to the net. So, um, you know, there's, it's, it's different in every situation, but uh, just trying to figure out a way that I can make the big guy miss. Do you think in the long term that's almost helped with your skill set due to the fact that you're a smaller player, so you had to develop every other aspect of your game? Yeah, definitely. You know, I've never had, had the chance to really rely on my size, like some guys that have, that have maybe developed early, and I think that's definitely helped. Um, you know, my... I wasn't as strong, so I had to work on my technique for skating to be faster. Um, you know, I wasn't going to barrel through guys, so I had to try and get around them with my hands or mm. and things like that. You know, it, it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. So who's one player that you, like, almost want to mimic your career after? Um, as a player? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think as a, as a playing style, um, I kind of compare myself to Cam Atkinson. Okay. On uh, the Blue Jacks. You know, he's, he's not a huge guy, but he's... He's pretty thick and he's uh, put on some strength, but uh, he's a right shot and uh, he, he's fast. He takes pucks to the net. That's that's kind of the identity that I want to have. Someone that's that's willing to go to the net even though they're not the biggest guy. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to score the goals. So yeah, that's um, something that my dad has kind of always talked to me about is just get to the net. That's where you're going to get put the puck in the net. Well, that was my next question. Not necessarily about your dad, but who has been someone that's almost you know helped shape your career so yeah, far definitely my dad but i mean i've i've had a lot of great coaches um throughout the years um you know ever since ever since i was started playing hockey up until now i've almost every year i've had a coach that i've loved and i've learned a lot from so i feel like almost every coach i've had has played a huge role in me getting better and kind of getting to the next level do you ever like struggle with that a little bit, knowing that okay, you're at this caliber, which is BU and potentially the NHL one day? Do you have an agent right now? Uh, I, have an, I, have a, I have an advisor. It, oh yeah, because yeah. you're in the NCAA. Yeah. Sorry, um, but people in your ear telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. You should be doing this. No, you should be doing that. Do you ever yeah. cancel any of that out and then just say, "I'm just going to do what Ethan Phillips wants to do"? Yeah, actually, you know, I haven't had a too, whole lot of that. Um, you know, all my coaches have been pretty supportive and 
um, especially down in the U.S. Uh, they're all pretty. They're all pushing pretty hard to get you to go college. Yeah, I wouldn't say forcing you, but that's kind of the way it is in the U.S. You know, down here, it's everybody kind of goes to the queue, and that's that's the route for everyone here. Definitely. Whereas in the U.S., almost everyone's going college. So um, they weren't telling me like it's not like I was fighting them to try and go play in a different spot or pushing for a different um, outcome, a different goal, a different yeah. outcome. And uh, and not to say that queue is bad or yeah, college yeah. is bad or whatever but um just kind of having people around me that were that knew what my goals were and weren't trying to change that for me they they wanted what i wanted and yeah. they were willing to help me get there i'm not really familiar with um the ncaa style of play i went and saw one game last year in harvard and it was it was good it was fast paced not a, a shitload of hitting. Like it was very mm. skilled. It was it was like it was like a five two game. It was a high scoring game. Yeah. What's the difference between the college game and the junior game up in Canada? Um, I think it's. I mean, college it's it's an older game. Um, yeah, so guys I think are older. It it almost prepares you a little bit more, or it's more of a pro style. I think just that uh, you're playing against older guys and faster guys is, and it's it's. It kind of depends with each team in each conference too, because I mean you got teams in the East that are typically I don't want to say more skilled, but they're not as rough, I guess. Okay. But uh, like, or then you get into the Midwest, and there's some older, tougher teams that play a different style. It's 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 kind of all over the map. It uh, it really depends on where you're playing. Mm. Like. Um, like Minnesota, Mankato, they're they're typically an older team and a bigger team, and that's they're all, they're always at the top of the rankings because they usually don't bring in freshmen until they're twenty twenty one, so they're an older team throughout the whole year, and they're able to play against guys that are eighteen that aren't ready enough for college or are just getting used to the jump. So um, each team has kind of have their advantages and their recruiting styles. It's it's kind of there's a there's a big contrast. Yeah. Do you think you made the? Do you think it, it fits your game better the way you're going right now? Yeah, it must definitely. Be. I think um, I think the big a big thing for me was just getting my education. Um, you know, you get you you have the chance to play hockey. You have the chance to get your degree, and uh, you know, hockey's not going to work out for everybody. So just to kind of have that backup plan and get get a degree from Boston University, which is a top 40 school in, in the country in the u.s so to to be able to have that it's really going to set you up well for the rest of your life what interests you in school do you have a yeah obviously you don't have a major yet mm-hmm. but what interests you um honestly i'm not really sure on what what i'm kind of leaning towards in school yet I you mean, should I got, you're 18 i got time and um you know you kind of just kind of get to feel it out you know there's some majors that would be good but it's sometimes the hockey schedule might be a little too demanding to try and pursue that. So, yeah. um, I guess what well, I'll really just have to see and play it out. Well, that's what first year university is for. That's why they don't make you pick a major until I don't even know second, third year. I don't even know what it is to be honest, but that's what first year is for. Just figuring out, taking a bunch of subjects, meeting new people. And the fact that I did like that you said at the beginning of the podcast that you have friends in New York, California, I don't know where else you said, but that's also a great thing for, uh, for networking, I guess, mm-hmm. for, for talking to other people from other parts of the country and just seeing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great benefit. 
I think yeah. of college hockey is just the the network that you make, especially at a school like BU, because there's like you said, top forty country in the school in the in the country. There's going to be some smart people there, mm-hmm. and hopefully you get to meet some of them. I know hockey's going to take up a lot of your schedule, but if you can get outside of that world and meet some people, there's definitely going to be some uh, some interesting characters up there. Yeah, definitely. Actually, um, I down at South Kent School, I uh, one of my best friends now. He's living in Los Angeles. I'm going to his house tomorrow morning. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm going out there for the week. So, like, it's it's crazy. Just uh, you know the connections you make. So, where does he live in California? Uh, Malibu. You think you're better than me right now because you're going to Malibu <laughs> tomorrow? No, I'm, I'm pretty excited though. I think it's it's going to be an awesome trip. And Have you ever been out there? I went out there once. Yeah, for a couple of days. Pretty sick. Yeah, it's it's a nice spot. Is he on the beach? Uh, not far. He's like kind of in the valley dude that's gonna yeah. be unreal la right now too in the summertime you're yeah, gonna be hot gonna right be on hot. the wall oh, come on yeah. are you gonna train on the beach at all are you doing anything up there uh yeah i'm gonna train and skate a little bit um not exactly sure what the whole schedule is gonna be like but um kind of just get after it that's unreal and then from there you're going to bu or are you coming back I'll home come, for a i'll bit? come home for i think four or five days and then drive up to bu and move in you're driving up to bu from here yeah i got a bunch of stuff to bring down Oh, yeah. Well, me and dudes and Billy did it this year. It was like 14 hours, 13. Yeah, I think we usually do it in like 12 or 13. Stop off in Maine, do some shopping, pick up some gitch. Yeah, I think we're going to stop in uh, Merrimack. Where's that? It's about an hour and a half, two hours from BU. And uh, my mom wants to do some shopping there. We'll stay overnight and then move in on the Saturday. Dude, you're living the dream right now. Yeah. Unreal. At least, that you, you know, it seems like you're a humble kid. You're staying uh, humble about it. So that's that's unreal. California, coming back home, driving yeah. to BU, playing hockey. That's sick. Yeah, it's can't complain. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. Um, the last minute is yours. So if you want to thank family, friends, do what you got to do. All right, yeah. Um, I guess just big thanks to uh, obviously my parents and um, all my teammates and buddies all around. It's it's been a lot of fun just kind of playing and growing up and meeting a lot of different people and uh kind of pushing me to be better so um it's it's an awesome experience and uh hope you guys enjoyed the show <laughs> that'll boy ethan all right everyone listening thank you very much for tuning in uh make sure to go to all of our social media outlets like subscribe comment youtube facebook itunes soundcloud i think i said them all we're out peace guys Hey, feeling good, like I should When in Durku, walk around the neighborhood Feeling blessed, never stressed Got that sunshine on my Sunday best Hey, every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just say whatever cause there is no way you're bound Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay Sunshine
wake up and nothing works, you feel surrounded. Gotta give your feet some gravity to get you grounded. Keep good things inside your ears just like the waves and sound it. And just say whatever, cause there is no way you're grounded. Everyone falls down sometimes, but you just gotta know it'll all be fine. It's okay. Sunday bed